0: It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. Joined here once again by the golf guru himself, Uncle Dave, better known as Dave Essler. You guys can get him on Twitter, Dave underscore Esler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, here we go again, Uncle Dave, another Tuesday, another golf podcast. We have a big golf tournament coming up this week the 3m open now last week Uncle David did pretty good again gave out another winner gave out John rom at 20 to one you also hit four top tens now we were uh, we were wondering we were like what did we give out on the podcast and you know for those of you guys that, that don't know Uncle Dave he he does a lot of podcasts he does a lot of work he's like I'm not sure if I gave it out on the pod but you know if you did go over to pregame.com and you got Uncle Dave's personal package for the golf tournament You certainly would have found John Rom in there. So we're we're actually a little unsure, but we know we gave out a lot of winners last week and uh, some profitable information. So we're going to go ahead and try to do that once again. Uncle Dave, we have the 3M open here, TPC Twin Cities in Minnesota. This will be in Blaine, Minnesota. Uncle Dave, this was the 3M championship, and then they changed the name. I believe it was last year. So we actually have some information we could dig up on this course. Is that correct?
1: yeah the only one you're gonna find is last year unless you wanna go looking,
0: and I was looking Uncle Dave, and there wasn't really a whole lot from last year's stuff now we know last year's winner Matthew Wolf, you can get him this year to go ahead and repeat as champion Uncle Dave at twenty eight to one. I'm not sure if you have any Matthew Wolf tickets in your pocket for this go around here, Uncle Dave. I want to talk about leader after the first round and then we'll get into some of our make miss the cuts, our head to heads, top forties, you know, and, and guys to win, because you've been absolutely killing it with that. Uncle Dave, is that is this like your third or fourth since we returned back from COVID with the golf stuff?
1: Yeah, I've had the, had the I've had the outright winner of three out of six and that's pretty pretty unheard of, really. I'm not not unheard of, I just did it, but you know, that's that's not something that is gonna happen. Fifty percent of the time, in the next six tournaments. But I also pride myself on on going deep, if you will. I mean, we cashed four. You said top tens. I wish uh, they were top twenties. And we also won a couple of head to head. So you know, you add up the sort of the sum of the parts. I mean, to me, I look at it as as you know, how can you know how can I bet on a ton of guys uh, and not get the outright winner and still make money? So we got the outright winner. So you know, we made a lot of money. And hopefully we can continue that again this week.
0: I certainly hope so. Last week, I didn't do all that bad, but I also didn't do all that great. I had a couple guys that I gave out that didn't even make the cut. And then I had a first-round leader. I think I gave out two of those. Neither of them came through. But I was fortunate enough to go ahead and cash a 3-1 to ticket with Horschel which you also had the same, I believe you had the same wager. So that salvaged my, you know, the losers that I had. So we ended up, you know, right around even. So I was happy about that. But let's talk first round leaders, Uncle Dave. You're looking at a whole bunch of guys this year, Uncle Dave, that, you know, aren't those top name guys. So I want to go through first round leader. I don't have one. I'm going to let you go ahead because I've been hit and miss with these, but we've been damn close on a couple of these too. And these are big payout type of wagers. So I don't have one, Uncle Dave. I'll let you go ahead and give out a first-round leader if you have any.
1: Yeah, well, Sleepy, I don't like to take the the big favorites. I mean, anybody can do that. Uh, you don't need me to tell you that DJ and Tommy Fleetwood and, and Brooks Kepka and Paul Casey are, are probably the chalk in this field. But I dropped all the way down to sixth uh, sixth chalk, if you will, Lucas Glover as a first-round leader. And know, uh, from my premium card, I'll probably add a few more. Uh, reason being is... Right now, the tee times aren't up, and I've mentioned this, I think, the last two weeks is my preference would be a guy that goes off early before the weather hits. And and I'm going to bet Glover for sure at 40-1. to Uh, He was T7 here last year, uh, and it wasn't for a shaky Friday. He could have won. I think he shot a 72, which, you know, the winner of this will probably be minus 20-ish or so I'm told. And, And he ended up shooting a 62 on Sunday last week, so he clearly likes the course. He's played in five of six events since the restart, made the cut in all five. So why, We should they're going to make the cut. You can do that. It's not cheap. Uh, before, uh, he, he, he had shot minus 47 for the first four tournaments. Uh, and, and then he went into shitty weather on Sunday at the Memorial under par. Uh, he's a great putter from inside of 10 feet. So, you know, his approach shots are okay. Then, you know, he's, he's not going to leave strokes out there he's, 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 he's in the top 50 in both driving accuracy and greets and regulation. You know, I know those are, are fairly generic stats without going into the sort of the, 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 the golf um, saber metrics, if you will, but they're still super important. You know, you still got to put the ball on the green. You got to make putts. So I think Lucas Glover has a real shot at 40 to one to lead at the end of Thursday. Uh, and, and as I said, I'll probably add a few uh, here and there when I see the, the tea times. I got a few guys in mind, but you know, I, I want to make sure they're playing early. Uh, but that's where we're at today, buddy.
0: And I'll certainly circle around if I find a first round leader as well. And I'll put that up on Twitter. Sleepy J underscore pregame. Uncle Dave, I want to talk about make miss the cut guys. I have two here that I'm going to go ahead and play to miss the cut. Not sure if you agree, but I would like your insight on this one. You know, when I clicked on the odds, Uncle Dave, I noticed that they had all the big-name guys up at the top. They had Johnson, Finau, Kepka, Fleetwood. Paul Casey was up there. Bubba Watson was up there. And I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm like, you know what? This looks like a ma- – Like, just it just looks like, like it has to be a mispricing. Like they just put all the big-name guys at the top, and I'm like, you know, we've been doing this for weeks now since we returned back from COVID where we're digging in here. We're getting deep into the numbers, and I'm looking. I'm like – How the hell is Bubba Watson, like, way at the top? Now, look, it's Bubba Watson. I get it. But his current form, Uncle Dave, hasn't been good. I believe he's missed three out of his last four tournaments. And, I mean, he's had some brutal rounds over the last couple weeks. And, you know, for a guy who, you know, he didn't even play at this venue last year, he's going to come in here, and I think in kind of rough shape. And I kind of think that, you know, if there's one guy that, that hasn't really benefited at all, You know, with the time off from COVID, it's probably Bubba Watson. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play him to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 200. And another guy I'm going to go ahead and fade is a guy who did play here last year, Luke List, and he missed the cut. He hasn't been golfing all that well either. Um, You know, and, and granted, some of these guys do have some strong rounds under their belt or even a strong tournament. But I would like to see a little bit more consistency, you know, out of certain guys. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fade List and I'm going to fade Watson to go ahead and make the missed a cut. So I'm not sure how you feel about those two guys, Uncle Dave. And if you have anybody who make the missed a cut wagers, why don't you go ahead and give them out?
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for a few more books to open up some spots. Most of the places I've looked, they don't have guys I want, you know, or, or else they have, you know, guys that are minus 400, minus 500, and, and they're probably going to make the cut. Uh, you know, I was looking at list for maybe somebody I would want to play on. And it's funny, you pick two guys that are kind of, kind of feast or famine, if you will. You know, List has only made half the cuts of the 162 events he's played in in his career. So he's either going to do really well or really poorly. Um, so I'm kind of torn on uh, yay or nay with him as terms of whether I agree with you or not, because like I said, I was looking at taking him for uh, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps making uh you know making a move and being a top twenty or top thirty you know he did uh finish even par at the memorial, which I don't remember how many guys are under par there weren't many, so I can go either way and I can go either way on Bubba too you know um he he's brilliant or he's horrible. the one thing he does have that this course is gonna gonna be good for him is his length on the par fives like you know they've got several at least two, maybe three par fives that are almost you're probably not going to reach into. But if anybody's going to, a guy like him would. But again, that's a risky shot. You know, you're going to put it on and near the green and, you know, make a reasonably easy birdie or you're going to put it somewhere other uh, and make a bogey. So, you know, I, I, I'll i take your word for it with Bubba and, and Luke. I, I won't tell you I disagree because surely I can go either way on both of them.
0: So, Uncle Dave, I do have a question, and I saw that you mentioned this, that you were kind of worried about, you know, the tough weekend that a lot of these guys had last week. Now, you know, these guys are coming into this week. They golfed last week. You know, how, how just how brutal was it out there? You know, are these guys going to be, you know, a little extra tired this week? Are they just going there to try to round out their game before the next big tournament comes, uh, you know, where the big money's on the line? So wh- what can you make from from last week to this week what kind of shape might we see some of these golfers in who actually golfed last week and and what kind of shape might we see some of the golfers who actually took time off last week going into this week?
1: Well, that's a good question. You know, I I think that given the relatively slim field this week, you know, DJs, the chalk, Finau, Kepka, Fleetwood, you know, Paul Casey, I think a lot of these guys uh, sort of below that. I mean, you, you jump almost from, from, from DJ at 12 to one, You know, you go down to about 10th and you're already at 35 to 1. And that's uh, kind of, I won't say unheard of, but that's not what we're used to seeing with a a stronger field. So I have to wonder if some of the younger guys that are, you know, 40 to 80 to 1 don't see this as a huge opportunity, you know, maybe not to win, but certainly get in a place where they can cash a nice check. You know, as far as the, the, you know, I think it would affect the bigger name guys you know, a guy like DJ, a guy like Kepka, both of those guys played like shit last week. Uh, so they may want some revenge and they could be looking at it like, well, hell, I don't have to beat too many somebody's here to, to do well. Um, you know, I I I do think that uh, playing, it's supposed to be fairly warm. So, you know, what I really want to see uh, is how it takes an effect physically on Saturday and Sunday for the guys that made the cut. Uh, and that, that are also guys that played four rounds last weekend, and honestly, uh, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But those are things I would look at. You know, if I'm looking at a golfer to put money on, in some form or fashion, I would think the guys that at least had last weekend off that are, that are typically good, because there are a lot of guys that didn't make the cut last week that are typically good, but they didn't shoot really poorly. They just played, eh, okay. Uh, but not well enough to make the cup because you know there were some good scores Thursday and Friday. And I think those guys might have a little bit of an advantage both, both emotionally and physically. I think the guys that played all four rounds last week to you know go ahead and, and 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 like really trying all four rounds, not that they don't try, but you know, try to jockey up a position or two for a bigger check. Um, I think that could take a toll come Saturday or Sunday with the heat. So what I'm really looking to do with that information is maybe using it head to head uh, later on in the week. I think that's where you might find that something like that might give you enough of an edge to go ahead and make a bet.
0: And that's pretty good advice. I didn't even think about the head to head aspect. You know, we could watch these guys on Thursday, Friday, see how they do. And then maybe we can attack them Saturday and Sunday. So, good Dave, as I had mentioned, make the miss the cut. I give out my two guys. Do you have anybody making a miss on the cut? is for this week
1: no i don't you know and that that, as i said that relates back to a couple of things number one the tea times aren't out yet and you know i really like to have those and uh number two you know most of the books i have don't don't go too deep in the make miss cut and so you know even if i'm looking at the bottom guy he's still probably the 20th or 25th um you know lowest odds on the board so you know most of what I'm, i'm seeing right now my my make cuts are minus 300 or higher, which I'm not going to do in uh, the miss cuts. You know, I, I don't know that I would bet any of those guys to miss cuts, although I would be inclined to bet miss cuts over make cuts. I, I know I do like your logic on that, but I don't have any to give out. Um, I probably will have some uh, in my package before they tee off on Thursday.
0: I don't know, They will certainly be looking for that. Now, we do have some matchups here, and I just talked about the winner last year, Matthew Wolf. He's going to go up against the guy who I'm going to pick to go ahead and make him miss the cut. I'm going to pick him to miss. That's Bubba Watson. So Watson is going to be going up against Wolf in a head-to-head. Both guys are minus 110. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play last year's winner. I'm going to take Wolf. I think he'll be confident going into this week, and especially you know at this venue being that he won here last year. And, again, I think you know Watson, I'm not sure that his confidence in his game is where it needs to be. So that's the only matchup that I'm going to go ahead and take this week. I'm going to take Matthew Wolf minus 110 over Bubba Watson. Do you have any matchups you want to go ahead and give out, Uncle Dave?
1: Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Sleepy. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a matchup, and a guy I did put a little bit of money on to win, so I don't have to explain myself twice. I took Harris English at minus 118 over Russell Henley. And the reason being is I did bet English 35 to 1. You know, that price is only... I think it's a a 10th or 15th um, highest odds, which is good and bad. it's good that maybe some books see it the same way I do. Uh, Bad that we can't get a better price. I I thought we could get a better price. But I looked at him, and he's 11th overall in greens and regulation. And here's a big one. He's 23rd and scrambling between 10 and 20 yards. And I think that is something that's going to come into play this week. The greens tend to be a little smaller. Very good Sam player. Played here last year and didn't make the cut. But he shot a 15-under at the Heritage this week, and then he took three weeks off. And he played four solid rounds at the Memorial. Uh, He also played as a single after testing positive. So, you know, I got to believe that he's also in really good form. So I took him to win at 35-1. to I also took him at minus 118 over Russell Henley. Um, Another one I took, uh, and I'll tell you why, uh, Dylan Fratelli, and even money over Eric Van Royen. And I'll tell you why I took Dylan Fratelli. And this is, this is actually kind of funny. You know, I mentioned on yesterday's pod that I gave a shout-out to my mother because she likes hearing my voice and says, say hi to you. Uh, and I was texting her this morning. She gets a little pissy because I'm not much of a phone person. So I asked her who was going to win the golf tournament this week, and she said, I don't know. I said, just don't pick somebody that's not playing. So I sent her the link. She sent me back Dylan Fratelli. I said, well, I can see that. So I look naturally, and he's 66 to one. So I'm probably going to play a little bit on him. Uh, and also, I think he's plus 150 to finish in the top 30. You know, I look, he finished TA to Hilton Head, missed the cut at the Travelers and the Workday, but he did finish a respectable plus three at the Memorial last week. And, you know, his game, uh, he doesn't exceed statistically at anything, but he doesn't lose many strokes everywhere. And he has one on the tour. He has three T10s this season, played here last year had three rounds under par, and then shot a 73, which is not a good score for this course, on Sunday. Kept him T46. Um, And and I really like the South African accent, Ma. And uh, he went to the University of Texas. uh, and One of my daughters lived there in Austin for for a time. So, yeah, my mother, my daughter, and all those stats. uh, I like Dylan Fratelli at 66-1 to and maybe plus 150 T30 or better. And we also took him over. Uh, Eric Von Ryan at
0: Even Money. Well, if that one comes through, Uncle Dave, you're going to have to give us the address to your mother's house so uh, our listeners can go ahead and send you know, gift baskets and things of that nature. Uncle Dave, I want to get into the top 40. I do have one wager, and it's a guy that you guys have heard on this podcast before, and that's Doc Redman. You're going to go ahead and play him at Even Money. Uncle Dave, he's been pretty good, 58th at Charles Schwab, but it's been nothing but you know, better results at RBC heritage. He was a T 21 traveler, T 11, and then the rocket mortgage. He was T 21 as well. So he was on a run and the last week, uncle Dave Redmond goes out to the Memorial. He missed a cut, fired a 76 and then a 76. But I think, you know, a short weekend for him. And that course was just tough. I mean, some of the pin locations from what I saw uncle Dave were just absolutely brutal. And I think a short weekend for Redmond, and, you know, his current form has been really good since we returned back from COVID. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Redman inside the top 40 at even money. Do you have any top 40s or top 30s yet, Uncle Dave?
1: Yeah, I got a couple. I got one top 40 um, and and Patrick Kazir. he's 225 to one to win. And he's plus 300 top 40. And, you know, that's a guy that I'm playing that you probably shouldn't. And by the way, I do agree with Doc Redmond. He's on my short list of guys to do a little more work on that, you know, could do well. The, uh, the advantage to him being there, he's super young. So, you know, this kind of gruel thing isn't going to bother him. But back to Kazir, uh, he's got two career wins. He's feast or famine. He's missed four or five cuts. The cut he made was at the Travelers where he did finish T6. He's airing off the tee, but he can pop pretty well. He played here last year. And then I look, you know, anybody that – that has the balls to be born in Tuscaloosa and go to the University of Auburn, you know, he's got to have something going for
0: him. So I did play him plus 300 T40. All right, guys. So there's some top 40 stuff. Uncle Dave, I want to talk about the winners. And there was a guy last week that you and I were texting about that right now is the second, tied for the second favorite, and that's Tony Fiena. Now I'm going to give you guys a pick in a second here. But Uncle Dave, I want to talk about Fiena for a second. Is he a legitimate? contender for this tournament to go ahead and win he right now you can get him at 14 to one
1: well is he a legitimate contender um as his golf ability yes is he a legitimate contender from the neck up i i, I have to question that i mean we've seen time and time again you know the female sunday swoon so you know I, I just don't know i mean you know i would i would i would find bets on him um uh, Early in this round, you know, one of the things you know that gets in a guy's head, but it also gets in other players' heads. You know, if he's got a lead on Sunday, and even if it's two or three shots, you know, I think a lot of those other players that might be behind him that might not normally think they have a chance uh, with Fino in the lead probably think they do. And you know, as well as I do, that in sports, I don't care whether it's golf or football or or NASCAR. Uh, If you think you can, you probably can. Uh, And if you don't think you can, you probably won't. So I cannot justify any money on Fino here long term. Uh, I could see him in the head-to-head early. I could see him, you know, making the cut. You know, I just can't, you you know, history repeats itself. And, you know, from the neck down, he's as good as they come from the neck up. I think he's got some work to do,
0: and I witnessed that firsthand. That Finau kind of dropping off there on Sunday as he ended up with, I think it was a triple bogey followed by another bogey. Hands up, hitting it in the water, threw blasted it into the sand, and then back across the green over into the other rough. It was a uh, there there were there were a couple of tough holes there for Finau. I actually got really lucky, and I played him in a head to head against Willett. And Willett was absolutely brutal. So I got actually got I felt like I got really lucky uh, cashing that ticket. And that was one of the ones that I fired in early Sunday morning for some action. You know, one of the guys I'm going to take, Uncle Dave, and this is the chalkiest play that you can take is Dustin Johnson to go ahead and win at 12 to one. I figure it this way, Uncle Dave, why not just take the best golfer with this particular field? You know, it's not like I'm going up against Rory and Tiger and, and, you know, all these big-time golfers. I only have a handful of the best golfers in the world at this venue. And, look, there's a lot of guys last week that didn't golf well. There's a lot of guys that they have at the top of this, you know, supposed leaderboard as of right now when we look at the odds that just aren't golfing all that great. But I'll take Johnson at 12 to 1. I'm just curious how you feel about him. And then if you have any other winners that you want to go ahead and give out, you can do that.
1: Well, you know uh – I guess i i i i i don't uh, i don't discount DJ and he's a favorite for a reason, um, but I also can't ignore the fact that he shot an eighty uh, with a bogey and a triple on the last two holes on Friday at the Memorial. Now, you know, I, I just got to wonder, you know, if he comes out with, you know, a effort or or B, let's just go ahead and and you know play this out. I don't know. You know, he won the Travelers. Uh, he won the last tournament. Uh, I think maybe before the cancellation. I could be wrong. You know, they came back after the layoff. He missed the cut in the Charles Schwab. You know, he's kind of been. He's also kind of been feast or famine, as a lot of these guys have been, and that really kind of stands to reason when they're. You know, they've had this long layoff uh, and now they're playing with no fans and they're obviously going through through some fairly rigorous testing, which can probably weigh on you um, mentally a little bit. If nothing else, it might take away from some practice time, you know, but he's been he's been feast or famine. You know, since he's come back, he's missed two cuts back to back 80s last week, missed the cut at the Charles Schwab. Uh, Then he was T-17 at RBC, um, good score, 15 under, not nearly good enough. Then he won the traveler. So, you know, I don't know what he's gonna do. And I honestly think that uh what he's gonna do is probably solely related to his motivation level above the years. You know, I I can't discount him and you know, twelve to one is a good price for him. I mean any tournament he's in, he's not likely to be any cheaper than that. So I totally can't argue the fact that uh he has every chance to win in that twelve to one. Yeah, I would I would probably make that bet. You know, I think that's a good call.
0: I think the main reason why, you know, I really want to go ahead and make that bet is, one, I haven't given out any winners yet, at least anybody, to go ahead and win. And, and again, I, I just feel like, you know, that this is a really weak field, and why not just take the best golfer, especially if you can get him at 12 to 1? You know, why the hell not? And, you know, like you mentioned, he, he did win the Travelers, and, you know, he's played well at times, so I figure why the hell not? And I, I'm not – Thoroughly convinced that you know the second favorite with Fina and Kepka with the way that they've been golfing, and they were out there last week, you know, struggling. You know, I don't know. I just figure, why, why the hell not? Maybe I'll get lucky and go ahead and give a winner out for a change instead of you constantly giving out all the winners. But Uncle Dave, we want more winners from you. Obviously, that's one of the reasons why we're here. So, why don't you go ahead and give out a couple more winners for us for the podcast?
1: There's another one that I like, and it's a it's a it's a good price. Sam Burns at fifty to one. He didn't play last week, but he's thirty-two under in his last three tournaments with eleven of twelve rounds under seventy. Finished T seven here last year, came back on Sunday to shoot a sixty-four after a seventy two on Saturday. I like I like guys that go ahead and, and, and rebound just like that. And if it wasn't for that seventy two, he, he probably would have had a shot at winning. And he's been t30 or better in his last three tournaments he's 29th in shots gained putting he's he's 10th in driving distance you know and as I said the course does have some real par five so you know I think if he can keep it in the short grass uh, he'll do pretty well so Sam burns at 50 to one has a uh, a whole lot of merit i mean I think I think that's a bargain for a guy with the potential that he has um, another one I'm looking at you know Paul Casey i mean he he hasn't played a lot. Um, he's only 18 to 1. and there's, But there's a reason he's 18 to 1 after not having played uh, for a long time, actually. Um, I, I'll probably play him T20 for sure. You can still get him at plus 110 uh, just for, for, for T20 or better, which is a pretty good deal. Of course, if you end up having six guys tied at T20, it's not going to pay you a whole lot of money. Uh, but I'm looking to do maybe more with him, maybe not. Uh, obviously, we're taking this Tuesday afternoon. Still a lot more work to do. Still need the tea times and the groupings. And and once those happen, we'll be adding to the premium card. But I think I've given you most of what I got for now, or at least the,
0: the stuff I really like. So, Dave, I do have one question before we go and wrap up the podcast. Now, I know you were watching – at least the third and the fourth round, I was unable to watch a whole lot of this. I actually streamed a little bit here, watched a little bit of the, uh, you know, the live scoring on the Internet. And one of the questions that I had for you surrounded a guy that we talked about quite a bit last week was Tiger Woods. I didn't see Tiger at all during this tournament. Did not even get to see him, you know, go out there and play one hole. So I'm just curious overall, Uncle Dave, what did you see from Tiger? How did he look? Does he look like he's in pretty good form right now?
1: Well, you know, he looked like a guy that uh, hadn't played in forever. To be perfectly honest with you, he looked rusty. You know, he hit some brilliant shots. I think i I did take him t twenty, but you know, he didn't uh, he didn't uh, cash a ticket for me. And uh, you know, I just I just think you know he doesn't get the competitive rounds every week. And, you know, he as much as admitted that, that you need the competitive rounds. And another thing, and I heard Rory McIlroy talking about it specifically was, you know, about whether, you know, fans or no fans. And a guy like Rory feeds off of the fans. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to suck without fans. But a guy like Tiger, um, I would think that would be even more important. You know, especially if he's in contention. you know He's going to have the throng of fans even if he's not the leader on the last few holes because he's Tiger Woods. I mean, I've been at a couple tournaments he played at that he didn't win, uh, and you could get near the ropes on almost every hole except for the one Woods was on. They'd be like 12 deep. So but I like that, I think he's going to need fans to really excel and get back to some semblance of, uh, what he used to be. I mean, he'll never be what he used to be, but to get back to a point where I could conceivably bet on him to win a tournament. Um, and, and, and I never really thought of that. I mean, I guess I thought of it, but I, I didn't really put a lot of credibility into the no fans thing until McElroy was talking about it. And like I said, a guy like Tiger, you know, was used to having, you know, probably 20% of the entire crowd on a weekend following him around. Uh, and now nobody I think that's going to be going to be not good for him. So, you know, however well he plays, I mean, I think, I think that between not having fans and not having week to week competitive rounds, I mean, until he does that, um, I don't, I don't care what kind of shape he's in physically. I, I just don't see him being a serious threat.
0: Hopefully, Uncle Dave you can go ahead and keep out giving winners. Um, as we mentioned, I think it was a couple of days ago. We're going to go ahead and we're going to do an MLB prop pod for you guys. We'll have that up more than likely probably tomorrow. We want to go and get that out before the season starts, but that's it for our golf stuff. As we mentioned, guys, uncle Dave wants those tee times and we still kind of have to brush over a little bit of stuff here within this golf tournament. And we'll give you guys our stuff on Twitter, but that's it for our podcast guys. You guys can find me at Slippy J underscore pregame. You can get uncle Dave at Dave underscore and you can find us both on the best sports betting information site, on the web pregame.com with that selector i'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck enjoy the games